know I'm going to get some for this. But you know who else is proud of his work in there? Guy who tiled the bathroom. They're going to tear that down. It's like, does he have some sort of claim to that now? Well, I, I'm proud of my work. Look at the grout work that I did here. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Melt your cheese. Indeed. I'm going to press on here. I'm playing hurt. Is that right? You're not feeling good? I got No, I just got that wicked headache going. I can't. I can't kick it. And now it's coming from the shoulders. Those are the worst, Ooh. right? The shoulder headache that comes up the head. Where is this stemming from? What's the problem? Don't know. Stress? Yes, I'm very stressed today. <laughs> you don't seem stressed today. <laughs> I'm not because I am I am juiced. I've wanted to talk about this for several days. We finally made the room for it today, and we're going to start off with the brewing controversy over public art at Wisconsin Center District and our convention center downtown. And the question is, just because something is art... Does that mean it's immortal, that it can never be destroyed, that it can never be moved, that it has to live in perpetuity the way it was originally intentioned? And that's at the center of the debate that we're having right now about this public space, taxpayer-funded facility, the Wisconsin Center, which will later be renamed the Baird Center when those naming rights kick in as the Wisconsin Center is expanded to the north. So first question here, and I bet you a lot of folks... If you're listening right now, you're going to be surprised to hear there is this major public art installation in the Wisconsin Center. You've been to the Wisconsin Center how many times? Ask yourself. And I'm guessing you never even noticed this. This is the, according to one source, the nation's largest public installation of literary works. Where is that in the Wisconsin Center? What does it show? What does it say? Can you even answer that question? You couldn't. We played this game earlier, so now you can't play again. I can't play again, but no, I could not answer that question. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. We asked Debbie, and she was like, I I don't know where this is. So it's on, I think it's on multiple levels of the Wisconsin Center. It certainly is on that first floor. It's an art project commissioned by the Wisconsin Center District when they built the place originally in the late 1990s. And according to Woodland Pattern Book Center... Here's how they describe it. The massive project was the brainchild of artist Jill Sebastian and Woodland Pattern, who merged the words of 48 Wisconsin writers with sweeping architectural composition, lining the convention center walls with poetry and prose, and inviting a conversation between millions of visitors and a range of talented voices spanning 400 years. The art is called Portals and Writings, Celebrating Wisconsin Authors. Okay, so it's excerpts from authors' work. Put on the walls. A poem or a passage from some author's writings. So there's an artist who created the actual exhibit of all these excerpts, and then there's also the writers themselves who wrote That's those true. Pieces. These were existing words in mm-hmm. most, if not all, cases, I think. So pulled from, I mean, uh, artists of the past, sure. poets, yep, yep. writers. Gotcha. And then we take one of those famous phrases, and then they created the words out of... In many cases, just letters that were affixed to the wall surface or an overhang. Yeah, not necessarily painted, but with like right. know, metal letters. It's not whatnot. a mural yeah. in most cases. It's like, right, we, we wanted to, I don't know, hey, I'll just pick a word, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. We think that's art, and we had those letters created, and we put them mm-hmm. in an arrangement and affixed it to this hard surface that's on the wall. And then attributed it to whoever yes, wrote right. it. Yes, right. And so the art is both the words 
and celebration of those words and those writings, but then also how it was created, how it was incorporated into the construction of the Wisconsin Center. So that's what this quote-unquote public art installation is. So what's the problem? Well, they're renovating what will be the south end now of the convention center. They're adding on, the addition's going to be about a half-billion-dollar addition to the north of the Wisconsin Center. But what they don't want is to have the old building and the new building. Because who wants to book a convention in the old building? And plus, they would clash. So as they're working on the expansion to the convention center, they're also going to renovate the existing facility that we've all known for 25-plus years, right? And part of that renovation means some of these walls are going to come down or at least be refinished and reworked. That entire space is going to look different. It's not going to look the same as it did anymore. So what do you do with those letters? You just take the letters off the wall? and Well, so that's part of the conversation is uh, President and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District informed his board uh, several weeks ago, I believe, that this public art, this is out. It's not part of the new, the, after the renovated convention center. Okay. And a number of people on the board number of Milwaukee Common Council members, and in some cases, the artists themselves are super bent out of shape over this. And now, that I don't want to diminish the feelings of the artists who've created this, right? Of course, they're attached to it. And in some cases, the Wisconsin Center is working to get that artwork back to them. They would like to return it. Now, how would you return it? Well, that is a difficult question because, like we said, in some cases, these are just words, letters affixed yeah. to a hard surface. So do you, do you give them the wall, like the portion of the wall? Do you give them just a box? The... Well, like, that's the absurdity. Do you just take a crowbar and pry the words off? Here's, here's your box. All the stuff inside it. Send them a box and FedEx <laughs> the box back. <laughs> that's no good. You can't, right. you can't do that. So, like, right, it, it, it just may not be savable in that form if they don't want to leave it as it is. And that whole part of the convention center is dated and it's tired looking. It's part of the reason I fully support the updates that they want to do in there. It just doesn't fit anymore. But people are raising hell over it. Public art is always real shaky. It, it's That's fragile ground you're walking on when you're trying to remove public art from a spot that has been given or donated, or purchased anonymously, what have you. Well, that is another thing. I have reached out to the Wisconsin Center District. I haven't gotten an answer to my question, but I want to know if they bought it. 25 years ago in 1998 or thereabouts when it was installed, did we buy this? Wisconsin Center District is taxpayer-funded, so it would technically be our tax dollars. And I think that changes the equation to some degree. If you bought this, you own it. You can do what you want with it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Even the artist who sold it to you has no actual claim to that, so you can kind of do whatever you want. But does the the artist who created it and, and decided and designed it, that's different than the artist that is being attributed, right? Like, even those writers, that's even another degree off, right? You're yeah, two degrees right. separated from this thing now. So it's not necessarily the writers themselves that also created how is this going to look within the Wisconsin Center District. One of the artists uh, who's particularly upset about it has been quoted in news articles. This is Green Bay Press-Gazette reporting. Kimberly Blazer, former Wisconsin Poet Laureate and citizen of White Earth Nation Ojibwa in Minnesota. She has work featured in the exhibit and is really concerned about other indigenous writers and their work being destroyed. Here's what she wrote to the Wisconsin Center District Board. As a government entity, the Wisconsin Center District Board would seem to have an obligation to due process, such as a public hearing. The citizens who supported the creation of this one-of-a-kind, nationally recognized installation deserve a chance to express their concern about its future. I ask that you show leadership, raise your voice to stop the wanton destruction. 
Wisconsin and larger arts community will be watching what happens in Milwaukee. The specter of racism has been raised because some of the artists uh, come from various diverse backgrounds. Censorship, that specter has been raised, not so subtly. I don't see any of that here, to be honest with you. I don't know what Marty Brooks's politics are at the Wisconsin Center District or a lot of these folks. I think they want to renovate the facility. They don't think the artwork fix, and they're taking steps to have it removed. I think none of those other things are legitimate concerns. That said... What do you do about the fact that this is public art and these artists are making a claim that it ought to be preserved? 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank. Talk and text line. I was getting texts about this already this morning, and we didn't even hardly touch on the topic. Really interested to see where people come down on this because this is our space. Wisconsin Center is going to be our building. It's a taxpayer-funded entity. What to do with that art that's already in the Wisconsin Center moving forward? 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Twenty-three on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're talking about the controversy surrounding the public art installation at the Wisconsin Center downtown and its potential removal as that center is renovated and added on to. From the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620 from the 414. I think it's important that this art is known from indigenous people. Uh, there's an installation there to honor those voices and artists. And then there's another one here that says, uh, Marty Brooks, who's the CEO... Uh, should find an art gallery space within the new convention center to preserve or recreate all of the art that he wants to destroy. Well, and I know the issue of some of the voices and the art being of indigenous peoples or various other minority groups has been raised. I guess what does it matter? And that's not to to diminish the contributions of those artists, but so if it was a bunch of white artists, then that's fine. Get rid of that. Your point is art is art no matter what. the, The issue should be the artwork. And whether or not it serves value in this space, regardless of the race of people who submitted it, is, is my position in a public space. Nonetheless, you mentioned Marty Brooks, who's the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District, and he is on the line with us this morning. Hey, Marty, thanks so much for uh, giving us a chance to ask you about this. Uh, good morning. It's, it's really great to be with you guys. Um, this has become a very um, open discussion topic, and I'm, I'm happy to avail myself to, to questions and, and try and shed Uh, our perspective on the process and where we are. So let me ask you this first, Marty. Originally, when the Wisconsin Center was built in the late 90s, did we, uh, did the Wisconsin Center pay for this art installation? That is exactly what happened. Um, I was not uh, in Milwaukee or affiliated with the organization at that point, but there was a group put together. They selected the art and the Wisconsin Center District owns outright all of the art that is currently on display and has been on display within the Wisconsin Center since uh, the building opened in 98. And so, again, because it's a public art installation, I think there are other questions. But, I mean, certainly this isn't a situation where art was donated and therefore, um, regardless of what you ultimately decide to do, uh, look, if we own the art, (laughs) you see where I'm going? Like, in terms of people saying they have a claim to it, if we own the art, uh, you know, to what degree is the onus on us to preserve it in some fashion? Uh, and and you know, this did not happen um, 
willy-nilly without uh, a, a real process that we went through in uh, not only designing uh, the look, feel, and offerings of the expansion, but also how are we going to connect the South Building and the North Building. And uh, we, we weren't are not in a situation where the exterior architecture of the existing building was going to be changed to, to match the architecture and design of, of what's current for the uh, North Building. But what we wanted to ensure from the outset, even before we selected the team to design the project, was to make sure in any design and remodelization or modernization of the existing building that if you were in the building and you had the entire complex and you're going from one side to the other, it was a seamless transition that the wayfinding, painting, uh, furniture, um, the total experience of being uh, in the convention center, now the Baird Center, would be seamless to the attendee. And that, that goes also as far as to say uh, making sure that the infrastructure, that the Wi-Fi, cellular service, uh, connectivity, be it ports to charge your, uh, your mobile devices, was consistent. And, and something that you were commenting on earlier truly has been at the forefront of our uh, mindset the entire project. And that is, we never refer to the project as old and new. It's north and south, specifically because we've got a fabulous uh, complex exists uh, currently. We'll be expanding it, making it even that much better. And we wanted to make sure that there's no differentiation related to old and new. Um, one of the things that we initially did um, you know, a year plus ago is you went into the, the archives, if you will, of you know, what are the contracts in place? What are we required to do? What do we have to do as far as if we wanted to move the art or, or remove the art, move or remove, what do we need to do? And we are own it outright, we have the right to, and this is an art term, not a WCD term or a district term, that when you take art and decommission it and make it no longer available, from what I've been told from our legal counsel, the term that's used is destroy. And it doesn't mean physically destroyed, but that, that's how it's decommissioned. That's the term that's used to decommission it. And um, we, we hired uh, a year and a half, two years ago, an art consultant to come in, work with us, and I, uh, make us more familiar with the existing art and give us a sense and some recommendations what would match where we're going with the expansion and the new look and feel. We also uh, identified money in the budget to ensure that in the new building there's public art. And we had an independent seven-person uh, group of individuals within Milwaukee look at all of the submissions. We put out an RFP for, for new commissionable art that, again, we would own. And uh, I was not part of that group. Uh, and we had this group independently select, along with a different art consultant, um, different arts to be commissioned and installed in the New and South building. Uh, in January of this year, we reached out after we had identified what art we were going to either move or leave in its current place or needed to decommission because the existing space where it was located was going to be changed. Uh, we reached out to those artists, gave them notification that we were going to be decommissioning their art and asked them to respond to us so that they could either remove the art and, and take it. We were giving back to them what we had purchased or we were going to decommission it and either move it or uh, put it uh, no longer have it uh, in our installation. Uh, and, and Marty, we should Marty, we should just mention too for those just joining us. I didn't mean to cut you out, but th th we're, when no, you when no you talk no. about art, we're not talking about art in the traditional sense. And what I mean by that, just so if someone is trying to imagine what you're discussing, it's not necessarily like a painting hanging on the wall. It's it's quotes from works, right? It's it's quotes from poets. It's and it's done in unique in a variety of different ways that are displayed on large portions of some of the walls in some cases, correct? 
the, the specific piece that's gotten um, a lot of attention about us removing it, um, it fits the criteria that you just spoke about. It, it's writers, prose and poetry, um, talking about different subject matter, and really each uh, selection is independent uh, to that location, that the stories aren't truly interrelated, although in a specific location, the prose is about a specific topic. Um, the, 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 what, what I found so interesting, and I've been in discussions with Woodland Pattern over the past two weeks with the artist you referenced uh, earlier, Jill Sebastian, as well, um, we certainly can appreciate the fact that art is very personal, and uh, the art that we're focusing on here is very distinct and unique in its creation. Um, it happens to be, it happens to have been permanently affixed to the infrastructure of the building. Right. And, and I raise the question, you know, it, it's so unusual to have something that's physically connected to the building that could not be removed or moved. And, and uh, as explained to me by, by Jill, that uh, back in the 90s, there was a real movement in the art world to have, architect to be, have architecture and art be melded and blended together. And that's really the genesis of the idea of what Jill created, working with Woodland Pattern. They selected the prose and the authors, and then Jill had this vision of how it could be placed in the building. Um, most, 50% or so of the uh, words that are up there are on walls that we are remodeling and, and changing uh, so that there is a consistent look and feel with the north building to the south building. Uh, I will tell you that going back you know, months and months ago, uh, to me it seemed as I was looking at this as one installation and it all should come down. Uh, meeting with Woodland Pattern, Patterns a number of times, Jill a number of times, it's become clear that I was um, that there are options, and we are pursuing them currently with Woodland Patterns and Jill. Jill's been in our building twice in the past week to see if there are ways that we could, if not leave certain pieces, but uh, reimagine them in 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 the South Building. Um, nothing has been finalized to that end. Uh, I'm expecting to hear back from Jill and Wood, Woodland Patterns early next week. Um, but but most importantly, uh, uh, to the extent uh, I'd, I'd like to use this platform, it's to let the public know the, the Wisconsin Center District. Um, this has never been about censorship. There have been a lot of wild claims made about the, the rationale and the motivation behind this, whether it was about indigenous authors or prose speaking to that effect. That has never been the case. Our mission has been to ensure that the expansion in the South Building speak to one another. And in looking at the art that's been up since 98, it's inconsistent with that. Um, if there's a way to save that message and uh, continue the appearance of that in the building. I'm hopeful we can find a solution that allows us to accomplish our goals with the expansion uh, and modernization, as well as the goals of the art community. Uh, but, but most importantly, I'm so pleased you brought this up on, on air today, and I'm so uh, comforted by your position of openness and dialogue. This has been a, been a dialogue since January with Woodland Pattern. Um, really become more public the past two weeks. Uh, the board has been engaged in these, uh, in, in what I've been doing, uh, as with most aspects of, of the business, um, 
day-to-day decisions and decisions about the expansion are made by myself with the consultation of the staff, the architects, the consultant we brought in. Uh, a number of board members have been outspoken. This should be a public process. The one thing that I, I just want to make people aware of is that the, the Wisconsin Center District is a very different entity than when the building was built in 98, when it was a city-owned and operated property. Um, we were created by statute. Um, we are a public entity. We are um, supported by taxes from uh, the hotel, city and county, uh, from food and beverage taxes and rental, rental car taxes. Um, but but the uh, oversight is different than when it was part of the city government. All right. Marty, uh, so, i got to jump in here because we got to get to the bottom right, of the news. I'm so news, sorry. But, uh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I do appreciate you coming on and, uh, and clarifying those positions. we get got a lot more to talk about on the other side. That's Marty Brooks. He is the president and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District. Joining us live here on Wisconsin's Morning News. 838 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We just had Marty Brooks, President and CEO of the Wisconsin Center District, on with us explaining the decision to decommission the public art that's been part of the building since it was created back in 1998. We'll talk more about it. on Wisconsin's Morning News, making some news today about the controversy surrounding the Wisconsin Center District decision to decommission some original artwork that was created for the Wisconsin Center when it was built back in the late 90s. You know, I've I've told you this story before, but my family uh, has history that dates back to some of the early Polish immigrants, and my great-grandfather, Mikowski was his last name, created um, a series of these wood carvings, Eric, uh, and the the theme was the fisher people, the Polish fisher people who used to live on Jones Island. And there are several of those pieces that are in the Milwaukee Public Museum collection. And it's a, it's a great honor for our family. And from time to time, I've seen them out in some of their displays. If the museum were to say, when we move to our new building, this no longer fits in any of the exhibits that we're ever going to have. I guess I would hope that they would reach out to me and say, would you like these back? Because those were donated. Would you like these back? Can we... Can we return these to your family? I would hope they would search for the heirs and and find mm-hmm, us and, mm-hmm. and give that back. So I, I appreciate the attachment that these artists have to their work. And it does sound like there has been outreach, contrary to what some of the artists are claiming, that there's been outreach through channels from the Wisconsin Center District to say, in the case where it might be appropriate, even though we bought it, we'd be happy to return this artwork in some way or find a way to somehow otherwise preserve it. The difficulty with how this you do that. particular piece exactly is it's words and letters affixed to a wall. So I guess you could cut up the wall and put that somewhere. You could move that to another location. You could move that to another museum. You know what this reminds me of? You know what they should do is just take a little tiny piece of one of the walls and put it up as posterity. Whale just wall. Like, the, like the whale wall. Whale wall. Remember, we went nuts because they were going to tear down the annex to the, to the county courthouse that was over the freeway for all those years. And it was a beautiful mural, but it needed to come down. Like, we can't let the fact that something was, was art just completely stop progress. Here's some trivia. You can't ever change it. I've, I've called this art. Therefore, it can never be changed, moved, altered. It Here's some trivia for you. Who is the artist? Can't remember the guy's name. Wyland. Yep, of course it was. Wyland. It was the Wyland. I've and been I had... to a couple of his galleries in Key West. I was going to say. Yep. He, I, I, you're right, Debbie. I, you're, it is good stuff. We actually met him. He was he was there, um, like signing things and stuff like that. So we chatted with him, and we're like, "Yeah, we're from Milwaukee. Remember the whale?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that whale wall." Was he still harboring a grudge? I don't 
think so. He didn't sound like it. We were more than he was. <laughs> so, well, and there are also, and I know I'm going to get some for this, but you know who else is proud of his work in there? The guy who tiled the bathroom. They're going to tear that down. It's like, does he have some sort of claim to that now? Well, I, I'm proud of my work. Look at the grout work that I did here. <laughs> You're comparing the grout no, work to but why the artwork. Not? That's an artisan. That's a person who's who's doing a craft. What about a carpenter in there who worked on the building? What? Because we don't call it quote unquote art, their stuff can just be destroyed and tossed in the dumpster. But once we call it art, don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> That's an you interesting can't do line. anything to it because it's art. You can't. You can't touch it. I mean, I've seen some pretty good grout work done. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really nice grout. <laughs> I just don't know how you would. I mean, we've had texts say, hey, well, what about giving it to the Milwaukee Public Museum? Okay, fine. It's just it's hard to describe the it. Yes. Because this is in some cases, the artwork is part of the wall, which is very large. Uh, someone just texted on the Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank, get old, 855-616-1620. You commission a phot- photographer to preserve the work. And actually, that is one of the things that they're doing. Uh, the Wisconsin Center is working with, uh, what was the name of the group I said, the Woodland, uh, let me see, I've got it right here, uh, Woodland Pattern Book Center. They are working on a book, so someone will come and photograph uh, the installation as it is right okay. now, and then they would publish this book, and then so it would be preserved in that way. Not the same as taking it out piece by piece, and I, I hope the Wisconsin Center District goes to some great length to preserve whatever it can, even if it doesn't sit in this existing building, preserve it and save it where that's possible. Otherwise, it's in a box. Crowbar the little pieces off and put it in a box. (laughs) More than that, that. can they preserve it in some form? But they are working on this book. Here's the other thing. Wisconsin Center District has pledged $20,000 toward the creation of this book that would go on to preserve and document this art installation. Do you know how much they think the book is actually going to cost to create? This is what they're telling them. How much? They take a guess. Well, you already know. I told you yesterday. Pancake, do you know were you there yesterday? Oh, see, he can't play the Debbie. game either. What? <laughs> they want to make a book. They're going to photograph all the stuff. There'll be commentary and all the things about uh, preserving sort of in book form this art installation. How much do they think the book will cost? I'm going to say three digits, probably like $100, 150 $1,000? What? R- what? Well, you didn't play the game right. Oh, I'm sorry. Because you were supposed to come in really low. You were literally <laughs> asking me what I thought, and I'm, that is what I thought. So, Well, they say it could cost up to $80,000. For a book? To make the book. Oh, to make the book. Yeah. I thought to buy it. No. no. Oh, okay. They want to make the book, and they say it, it okay. could cost between fifty dollars and $80,000 to make a book of photographs and descriptions of the installation here. That how I can is, understand. How is that even possible? You know what? I should call Marty back. Right here's the here's the deal that I'll that I'll make for Marty. I got a Snapfish account. I can make you a book for a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what? I'll only charge Come you ten thousand. I'll only charge you ten thousand. No, the Wisconsin. I'll tell you what. It's a nice book. I've made a couple. And they're priceless. And everything. They're priceless. Priceless to me. heirlooms. Yes, indeed. I'll do it for ten thousand. The Wisconsin Center District has pledged $20,000 toward the creation of this book. They're, I believe that Man. they are working with the necessary entities who are rightly invested in this to try to do what they can, but it's not a simple solution. But, you know, the other thing to point out, too, on it is that they are paying for it. Like, they, you, you learned that today, that they, are, they paid for we the artwork. Yeah. 
it goes back to so the it's, question. It's, they are in possession of it. Once it's art, you can't touch it, I guess. But we've seen this before with like the calling. The calling's had an interesting history. That's the origin. A lot of folks would like to have sunburst. that touched. We've heard about the whale. Move it out of the way. The whale wall, the blue shirt in the, at the airport. Remember that whole big conversation? 849 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight fifty four on Wisconsin's morning news. <laughs> no, no, Sean Went has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Sounds like a job for Sean's brother, Art Went. Thank you there on you the go. old National Bank talk and text line. Thank you for that, Steve. <laughs> Cut a. You know, I I told you the story before. When I was a kid, my brother and I played Legos. Think of the separation of a ten year old and a six year old, and what you're able to create with the Legos, okay. right? Okay, we used to just dump all our stuff. We didn't make the cityscape or the police station or whatever. We just dumped all the Legos in, and you made different stuff, right? And my idiot younger brother would use up all the good pieces that I needed for my awesome spaceship or whatever I was building. <laughs> of course. And build whatever dumb stuff a six-year-old builds, mm-hmm. right? So we had an economic system that was brought over from the Schultz family. My buddy Kevin Schultz had older brothers. They had an economic system in Legos. One gem, which was those shiny, like, cylindrical pieces— so they were kind of shiny and translucent. That was a gem. Okay. Three jewels, which were the tiny little wonder pieces, but also the sort of shiny ones. Mm-hmm. Three of those equaled a gem. And various commerce ensued. There was gambling. There was casinos. There were purchasing, selling things. Commerce ensued with the gem and jewel system in the Schultz and then Vitrano Lego system. So one time I needed some parts that my brother had used up a lot of in some creation of his so I bought that thing from him, his car or jalopy or whatever it was. <laughs> so I paid uh, my, okay. my two gems or a gem and two jewels or whatever the cost of that was. I bought it from him. You know what I did with it? Tore it apart right then and there. And for parts? Dismantled it for parts. <laughs> and he went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he went nuts. <laughs> he thought he was selling you his artwork. Yes, and he is was what you're saying. He was proud of his work. So again, that's a, another way of saying I understand. People have great pride and attachment to it. But <laughs> sorry, man, I needed those parts. I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> the, the analogy you're trying to suggest Perfect is analogy. that Wisconsin Center is going to take apart pieces of this artwork and then create like a new collage using <laughs> better the collage. old pieces. They're going to rework the words. Right, It'll yeah. say all different no, stuff. That is not that is not <laughs> what they're doing. They're trying to respectfully respectfully find a way to highlight the artwork that is being decommissioned. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 8.59 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Got to clear the way for Steve Scafidi, who will take you from 9 until noon today, just to close our conversation on that. And it remains an open conversation about what ultimately will become of the art installation at the Wisconsin Center District. I do believe the district will work in good faith with the artists and the original installers and dreamers of that space to preserve what they can. I think it's a more difficult question than if it t- were simply, we're going to move a sculpture We'll find a new place for it at the art museum or whatever. This is a sprawling work that is affixed to hardses that are in some cases walls or overhangs or other things, and it's not as simple as just move it somewhere. I think they're going to take the steps to not simply throw it in the dumpster, which I believe is appropriate, but... To not throw it in the dumpster. Right, to not. 
Did I say two? Well, I just wanted to make sure there was no misunderstanding. <laughs> to not do that, to preserve it wherever possible. But we'll remain an open question. We'll stay on at 9 o'clock on WTMJ.